This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. is Danny Schill. And I'm Dan Muller. And we host the podcast We Book Celebrities. We book all kinds of celebrities, even though we're not that great at it. But we've had some success. Glenn Danzig, for instance. Yeah, you guys know. We've also had DJ Khaled. You can see the blessings in my house, my family, my musical garden, and Florida. Oh, wow. That's the end of the expert. Tanya Harding, Steven Seagal, and Meatloaf. Dick Cheney always says, one of my best friends. You and Dick, huh? Oh, yeah. I was there when he shot that guy in the face. I had to run off because I had priors. But Yeah. So please listen to We Book Celebrities on the Machine Culture Network. <laughs> Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nannia, I'm joined by a guest to discuss topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground. Don't impress me much So you got the brains But have you got the touch Now don't get me wrong Yeah, I think you're alright Trivia, comrades This is Impress Me With Music The show where every week We create a new playlist That you can use to impress friends Enchant lovers, intimidate enemies And just flat out enjoy yourself Every week my co-host cohabitator and long-suffering beard Mary Novohovsky and I carefully pick out each song for you. What's up? This is uh, Impress Me With Music. I'm Dave. Hey, hey, hey. My, my. I'm Mary Novohovsky, your co-host. Lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. Absolutely. Mother of my <laughs> child. <laughs> Professor Pizza, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I told you to wait hey, to be Yeah, introduced. Jesus Christ, Tony. We were supposed to let us, you let us introduce you. Yeah, welcome to the podcast that's like um, listening to music with your annoying friends. <laughs> Critics say, man, they really don't know what they're talking about, huh? Yeah, every critic. They've got a point. <laughs> no, yeah, no, We. this is the podcast where you get um, uninformed things that might be true or might also not be true. All that being said, we're super excited about today's episode. Uh, we've got lots of hot segments, lots of hot music news. Too much. News. We got too much for this we episode. Got, a lot of hot takes. Let's not shit on the episode before we're even like two minutes. No, I'm just saying we got a full roster. Right? Excited yeah, for we it. do. We have a full roster. Excited. Um, Dave and I are just getting over a massive salt headaches after eating an entire Jets pizza. Pride so of just. Just want to do a little PSA out there. You're feeling a little hungry. You're like, nom, nom, nom. I want to order a pizza. Salty. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I forgot how salty Jets is. Jets is salty. 
My mouth is ablazing with salt, as I was saying earlier. Blazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, what let's... let's... Right? All right, Tony, hold on. <laughs> let's, yeah, this let's... isn't the Pizza History Podcast. All right, this is uh, the roast, roast tones. Uh, I'll see my way out. <laughs> no, please, please, have a seat. You're already sitting. <clears throat> All right, uh, I mean, we're obviously opening with uh, one of my favorite tracks, Soft Dam, Pride by Kendrick Lamar. And I think this is just a little bit of an homage because a major piece of new uh, music history happened uh, recently and Kendrick won the Pulitzer Prize for music. First rap hip hop star ever. Yeah. And people, some people are like upset that he won, I guess. Why? Like, I don't understand. Like, who gives a shit? It's a Pulitzer. Pulitzer, if you will. Whatever. So I guess that this prize, uh, this music Pulitzer has been for the most part, reserved for non-commercial music, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. If, if, if you're making non-commercial music, I guess it just means not not successful. Yeah. Okay, so let's well, just slow, say... Slow down. You're talking so fast right now. Am I? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're like just like playing guitar in like a Potbellies, uh, you're eligible for a Pulitzer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is non-commercial. Is it, can, we, can we do a, a bit? If you're uh, down at the zoo... Playing a banjo outside, then you might be eligible for a Pulitzer. I think that's just, that's how they do it. That's criteria right there. All right, so let's see who some of the other winners usually, of the Pulitzer Prize. It's usually Prize. classical. I'm going to read, I'm going to read who they were. Okay, Dave's going to cut me off. Go, go. <laughs> I said I was going to read it and then you cut me off, actually. Well, I was still trying to talk. Ironically, I actually have this conversation recorded. All right, so 2017, Do Yoon, Angel's Bone. Loved that album. 2016, Henry Threadgill, In for a Penny, In for a Pound. 2015, <laughs> Julia Wolf. See, here's the, here's the theme. You were going to so, say it's I given a contract to my life. You were going to say something like they give it to non-commercial weirdos, like fucking indie of indie of indie, the back page of the New Yorker bullshit, and you're absolutely right. I am absolutely right. It's all bad. Everything that I just read, I guarantee you I would hate it. I don't know, this Threadgill guy sounds like a real winner. Threadgill, let's see what this motherfucker was up to. What was his name? Henry Threadgill, 2016, won a Pulitzer Prize in music. This is what he looks like, first of all. Um, I go to his Wikipedia page, it looks like he's already dead. <laughs> he's 74, a 74-year-old man. Well, okay, so they were they were doing it for like jazz composition and for classical works. And I guess what this is doing is anyone that's pissed he's about this... He's a flautist. Us, okay, he's a flout... Yeah, he farts a lot. He makes tortillas. <laughs> flautist. So anybody that was winning it in the past um, really... Yeah, there were no like Billboard 100 people Yeah, on I don't recognize a single one of these names. And so the fact that Damn was like a number one charted album, that also makes this kind of a big deal. But, you know, there are... Like, critics will even say that, like, To Pimp a Butterfly probably deserved it more than Damn. Although, I think Damn is really a brilliant album. Um, is it better than To Pimp a Butterfly? I think it's even hard to compare because they're just two completely different pieces of work. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Damn is, is it's not really, like, a rap album, quote-unquote. I think it's, like, a kind of like a slow, sad funk album that he's rapping over. And he's such a versatile rapper that his flow can, like, sort of change and go with the beat. I mean, you really, 
not too many rappers that I write down. Like, not one of these SoundCloud dudes could rap over, like, a song like Pride. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Oh, you, you think 6 9 wouldn't be able to really... Rip it up the sticky... Uh, yeah, I don't think 6 9 could, could rock You that. have to imagine Kanye's pretty upset you'd be into it. So Kanye is a, was actually mentioned in um, one of the pieces that I was reading that was kind of doing a little bit of, like, Q&A and critique about the prize. And, I mean... Yeah, a lot of people are saying Kanye definitely deserved it for some of his previous which, works. Which album would you say Kanye? Sorry, there's like a weird fuzz going on. Which album would you say Kanye deserved it for? I mean, you could put 808 and Heartbreak up there. You could put Graduation up there. I mean, Pulitzer though, I mean, I guess, I, I think what they're what, trying to say is it's a history changing thing. Um, I don't know history changing. It's It's got to be, I mean, Pulitzer is literary. So in the sense that it's like telling a story that it's weaving some kind okay. of narrative. So to me, actually, I would have been like Life of Pablo. I thought had some Pulitzer-worthy yeah, pieces. The literary qualities of of Damn. Now that I'm thinking about it like that, this is like there is like a thread line here running through all these songs. There sort of wasn't a Pimp a Butterfly. There sort of isn't Life of Pablo. But then a song like Famous pops up. You know, and where does that really belong? That's just a radio hit. You know. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, it's like Green Day. We're like, we made a rock opera, but also wake me up when December ends because we want to get some money. You know what I mean? Like sure, that's, sure. but Damn has none of that. I mean, humble a little bit, but still like the themes of like humility, sin, right. run throughout the album. I mean, another, one of the first, at least artists that I was aware of in hip hop that did something like this, that was Nas with Illmatic. So if you want to talk about like potential for a, I mean I, th- I thought Elmatic really wove a story. And I mean I think maybe the history history books you know twenty thirty years from now might say oh Elmatic should have got it. Do you know what I mean? Well I mean the people in the piece that I was reading from the New York Times some of them were saying that like one of Public Enemies records should have gotten it way back when. But whatever we've got a lot of shit yeah to we got a lot of shit to talk about. Okay so unfurl here so let's let's keep this show rolling. So um, more in music news I guess uh, Cardi B's album uh, Invasion of Privacy just dropped. Yeah, so that dropped Invasion of Privacy couldn't have a more um, fucking today ready title. Yeah. With everything going on. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, right? I mean, now that I'm thinking about the title, right? There's certain songs where it's about sort of like her like being cheated on or whatever and her like going through like her boyfriend's phone or whatever and it's literal invasions of privacy. But then... There's also the fact that she's like this weird sort of like celebutant that, you know, she's like a reality TV star. You know what I mean? So she's allowed an invasion of her privacy in exchange for, you know, her fame and whatnot. Sure. Tony, what are your feelings? I'm sorry, Professor Pizza. How, how, how would you prefer to be Yo, Tony, re- you know referred to? to? Tony, introduce yourself, actually. Yeah, say fuck who it. You are. Okay, let's, let's pause, say who you are, and then, you know, Tony's going to have his own segment on, on the show this evening, but... We're gonna I'm trying really... to date myself. Either way, yeah, I'm a longtime friend of Mary's, becoming longtime friend of Dave's, pizza aficionado to the Chicago and greater area, and uh, Naperville, Libertyville, Hawthorne Woods. <laughs> here well, to give my Harwood un- Heights. Here to give my uncredentialed opinions. Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. This guy who knows pizza, he probably knows something about music. I mean, Amen. they're playing music in the kitchen, you know? Sure. Hey. Usually it sounds like... Mob hits. 
but whatever. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 Dave, you're racist. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, you know who's racist? Cardi B. That's right. <laughs> Moving forward. So that yeah, let's. Uh, but so today we're gonna do a face-off between Neil Young and Cardi B, which seems ridiculous. And it is ridiculous, but we're, we're nothing but ridiculous. I, and to answer your question, I am a big fan of the new Cardi B album. Okay, and as am I. I'll put um, that out there, right? Right quick. Thrice am I. <laughs> um, but but I, I imagine and people know some, something about Neil Young, so let's talk about Cardi B. So what's been... Is what, he new? Is Neil Young? Is he Jesus Christ. I mean, these are jokes. These are bits. Do you think Neil Young stands Southern during Southern men the, need not have him around? Did anymore? you know... Hey, listen, listen. Did you know that Neil Young Please. kneels during the national anthem? Hey, now. Because he's Canadian, that's why. It has nothing to do with any sort of political statement. All it's right. just because he's from Canada. All right, so... Okay, Cardi B. Maybe that's why Southern <laughs> yeah, around. exactly. He's a northern man. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, a southern man interacting with Canadian. I, I mean, mean, I saw it all the time in Detroit. All right, Car- now it seems okay. a little less rude. Cardi B, Instagram celebrity stripper, becomes a rapper, New York born, Bel Calice Almanzar. She's twenty five. She's pregnant as hell right now. Uh, engaged. Will she ever be married? Is the real question. To offset from Migos, the only member of Migos that I even care about. Yeah, Quavo. Who's the other one? Quavo, Jesus. Huevos. Huevos is not. <laughs> that, is, that is a fucking goddamn lie. The other one's name is not Huevos. Arancheros. Uh, Doo Doo Bird. Whatever. I <laughs> whatever. I can't right. think. Who cares? Um, As a youth, Cardi B claims she was a member of the Bloods. Which is why she takes the, the C's out of a lot of things. Which, I get it, right? You know, you're supposed to do that, like, Bloods from Compton, call it Bompton. Um, however, your name is Cardi B. The first letter of your name sure. is a C, so I don't buy your bullshit. I'm I, sorry. Whatever, she's born... She also said she didn't want uh, Bacardi to sue her, so... Well, yeah, that's her favorite story. She tells it on, like, every Yeah, that's time. literally her only... <laughs> thought it was, like, Bacardi, but then Bacardi was trademarked, and then I have Cardi B, my sister is... Her, <laughs> sister, her sister's, like, something Hennessy. Hennessy, yeah. Hennessy... Yeah. Carolina yellow or whatever. I mean, um, she clearly comes from some straight Bronx trash. Okay? She's, she's South Bronx, Dominican father, Trinidadian mother. She spent much of her time with her paternal grandparents in Washington Heights, which she credits to giving her such a thick accent. Um, yeah, but Lin-Manuel Miranda's from there. He doesn't sound anything like her. I don't know if I buy that. So Cardi B actually became a stripper... Um, which she, she credits to really saving her life so that she could go back to school. And uh, stripping was her only way out. Then she ended up being an Instagram model. And nonetheless, she eventually did drop out of college again. No, um, wait. She didn't graduate from college? Dave, don't Party. be a troll. A little curb when she goes on these talk late, shows. Right? It's never too late. <laughs> That's right. Lil Wayne went to the University of Houston online. Okay, you know what? I'm going to just finish my degree at like the University of Phoenix online. What the fuck am I doing? All right, Cardi B made her musical debut on Jamaican reggae fusion singer Shaggy's remix to a single Boom Boom. Yeah, Boom Boom. I remember that. Along fellow blah, 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 blah. She's uh, done a bunch of stuff. All right, so let's talk about what she's been doing recently because we actually went over all this in the Dave Marr episode. So um, she was on, she did SNL recently. SNL recently, kind of a total, totally okay performance. Yeah, it took some of the wind out of her she sails for me. Seemed uncomfortable. She did. Well, yeah. she was pregnant. I mean, how pregnant is she? I mean, 
in that she was physically uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. Remember when you were that much pregnant? Would you yeah. have liked to have gone on SNL? No. Also, the funny thing about being pregnant is it really does knock the wind out of you. Like, you get easily tired. I can't imagine singing is that easy pregnant. Or even rapping because you have, like, kind of a shortness of breath. Basically, your child is pushing on your lungs. Dude, pregnancy is so in right now. Pregnancy could not be more in. Dude, pregnancy is so in. I'm thinking, like, we need to have another kid stat because yeah. it's, it's about the same. I, I, like, got pregnant a little too soon. I was pregnant at, like, the very beginning of pregnancy. Yeah. Being no, you were post-baby Cobra. Post-Beyonce. Cool I was post-Cobra, yeah. Post-baby Cobra, post-Beyonce. Okay. I mean... You were right, you're right in the sweet spot. I'm one of the first kind of new new cool moms. It's me, uh, that Jenner broad, <laughs> Kylie Kendall, I forgot which one. Doesn't matter. Um, it's really just Jenner and I are kind of up there. Jenner and I. That sounds like... It's mostly attributed to your all Ezekiel bread diet, though. Yeah, I live and die by Ezekiel bread. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about the things that are on the list instead of just meandering randomly. Well, to me, pregnancy... So people, some people don't (laughs) like, some people don't like her, don't like Cardi B. Why? Why they hate why they hate? Why are people hating on Cardi B? Um, right now? Apparently, and it is said that Cardi B has said some transphobic stuff. There was some kind of tweet where she used the word tranny, I think. Yeah, I feel like she was apologizing, not apologizing, but she was basically saying, I used to say the word tranny before I knew any better, so stop hating, basically. So she's like saying, like, let, let old like me be old me. me. Yeah. I don't think that that sentiment is that bad. I mean, you can't expect someone to be born wise like the Buddha, okay? The, the Buddha. You're not fucking the Bhagwan, okay? You know, yeah, like... She's not, a, she's not a Bhagwan. People make mistakes as they go through their lives, you she's know what I mean? She's not always this sage, you know? Yeah, did she ever commit any sort of heinous acts against, against trans people? No, she said some dumb shit on the internet like all of us did, but fucking no one was recording it then. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't think I said that, but I mean, there's a ton of shit that I said in chat rooms. I'm glad no one can trace back to me, you know? Um, So she's also being accused of being anti-black. Yeah, she Um, called somebody a cockroach, but then she called herself a cockroach. See, I don't even... But she's like, she's like, that's how we talk in the Bronx. It's like, yeah, you're just like straight okay, Bronx yeah, trash. Yeah. So, Which yeah, is why I love her. I love trash. Yeah. You know? her, okay, her exact tweet was, if my man she on me, I'm going to get him drunk and let a tranny rape him. Um, well, I, that's a little bit much, actually, now that I hear it said out loud. But you know, uh, this is like the Bronx, you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean... Just because she talked like Rosie Perez... Don't mean she can be talking like that. People can change, you know. Okay. That sounded fucking Canadian. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, we got Neil Young over here? I'm playing a long game in this episode. All right, so what do you think? It's a bad look for her. I, okay, if we're going to keep listening, if R. Kelly's ignition is going to play at woke people's weddings, then... We can move on with Cardi B. She did apologize for it. It's a fucked up thing to say, but she's a moron. And I think that's something that needs to kind of... I mean, my... And, and is ignorance a defense? I, uh, I, I, don't, even, I, I don't know. But. I think here, here's the thing. Like, you know, there is a thing. It's like the way you were raised, right? You sure. can ex- extend beyond that, but there it has its limitations. Like, you hear like Eminem is a genius, but when you hear him talk in interviews, he's like... Yana's like some 
Well, you know, dude, dude, dude was telling me, you know, he sounds like a fucking idiot when he's well, interviewed, you and know? And people automatically turn these people into role models. And I understand having a platform and all of that, but if you're looking to Cardi B as a role model, it's over for you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's so o- true. It, it's over for you. She's making street music for people from the Bronx and... In the strip club. Do you know what I mean? She makes stripper music. And the strip club. It happens to be where we're in an era, thanks to the Gucci Mans of the world, where this music, Maine, the Gucci Mans of the world. And he apparently, that's Alabama. Where where this music is incredibly mainstream. But that does not de facto necessarily turn her into a role model. Yeah. She should she should really not be a role model. Let's let let's remove role model. I'm gonna go into this album and my thesis for it is this is a fucking summer banger and there's some tracks on here that I will blast and work out to and that I will like if I'm upset that I'll totally turn to. To me, it's just like I love this direction of uh, shitty pop. This beats Katy Perry. Whoa. Oh yeah, it beats the shit out of her. Well, you so know? let's before we talk any more about Cardi B. We should start the face-off, and i got to preface my side of the face-off by saying... All right, I'll, I'll let you get into your... I, I think that this is the banger album of the summer. I'll keep using the word banger. Couldn't agree more. It's I, very possible that it will be. Um, I think, honestly, it can't be because of how long it's been around. I mean, Bodak Yellow got blew up in fucking September or something like that. Do you know what I mean? This is kind of the album of the school year. Like, if you were in high <laughs> school, this is the fucking album right now. But... Just because the album came out, like all four singles were out, you know. There's there's new tracks, so none of the tracks I'm gonna play today are those big. Singles. That's not true. Be careful is one of the singles. So why the no, why, the, why do you be careful is new? Be careful is a new single. That's true. That is true. There's only two songs on the album. And thanks that for blowing my cover of one of my tracks to Cardi B through. Um, no. Okay, so we're about twenty minutes in. So um. Let's uh thanks think think thanks for putting the, the timestamp down. Hey listeners, we're twenty minutes in. Give us another give us another twenty five minutes of your time. We got this. Okay. So um anyways. Um Cardi B is released the uh, banger oh, album of the summer, says Mary Novahovsky. Um that I say. Neil Young, on the other hand, released an album called uh let's see here, what is this fucking piece of shit called? I was looking up Lauren Hill instead of reading. Okay. Released an album called Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere in 1969. 69, baby. Summer of Love. Okay. <laughs> um, that's what 1969 is known for. People are like the 60s, but they actually mean the 70s. It's fucked up. Anyways, um, my friend Mike Myers uh, told me that, uh, the, not the famous Mike Myers or the guy from Halloween, just a guy known named Mike Myers. You'd be surprised oh, how many there are. It's, it's really a high volume name. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a very common name. Even long after the fame of those two other things, people are still naming their children that, which is bizarre. Um, you know, like, if my last name was Cook, I wouldn't name my baby Dane. You know what I mean? Like, there's just certain associations that already exist out in the world. Also, I mean, just don't I, I name your Dana, baby Dane. Dana, Danielle, Dane. Whatever. Um, a he's a great guy. Dogs. He didn't pick his name, you know? It's not his fault. Rattles. I wouldn't go as far as to say he's a great guy. Fuck it. So he's you're, a guy. So you're going you're gonna to pit... He got me into this album, and yes, that's the other thing. All right, you're going to pit Neil Young, 1969, that long-ass album title, against... 
my summer banger. Yes, that's what I came here to do. So, which Shots of us is gonna? Hit, which is which one of us is gonna hit the the trap first? Well, I just want to say uh, Tony's gonna break the tie. Oh fuck, that's right. Because this time we have a we have a guest, so it's we have an uneven number. All right, so uh, I'll let you go first. I'll be a gentleman. Play, pick your first song. All right, this um is my new my new track that I'm in love with right now off this album. So here we go. by Cardi B off the album Invasion of Privacy. I fucking love this track. This that might actually be my favorite one. Um, I think it epitomizes the era we live in. Absolutely. Like every other, like, you know, like, like this is today's breakup song. And maybe this won't be so relevant in five years, but right now, this is everything. You know, you know, you Go, going through the oh, going through the side through my phone. Yeah, this is like a modern drama. This yeah. is like a legit thing that is a facet of every modern relationship that did not even remotely exist a generation right. ago. Before, when you wanted to be a dirty, filthy cheater, you know there was you could you could kind of do it. You could kind of get away with it. Exactly, because there was no evidence. Your phone is sort of like an you extension of your life. Yeah, this is what the penultimate song. Um, and this is about a literal invasion of privacy. Yeah, this is a very literal kind of take on it. I think the beat's super tight. I really like the uh, the hook in here. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, to me, this is the epitome of a pop song. Oh, uh, why, why do you say that? I mean, here, if we get to the kind of the, the chorus, it's just so perfectly pop. You know what I'm saying? And it's got that trap, that hi-hat. Yeah. Trap pop. You know, we were in trap pop. More like trap pop. Yeah. You know? Trap pop pop. (laughs) Pop 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 pop. I mean, trap pop. Like, we never knew it it would go here, but I I really like this fusion. Yeah, and this is like, if this, just this part of the song existed, I would never listen to it. But because it has her rapping... And you're killing me, killing me, killing oh, there's me. a lot of intensity in her, in her voice in this song, for sure. Oh yeah, she 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 goes down this hard. This is the song where when I'm on the treadmill and I'm about to give up, I at least go to the end of the song. Yeah, I mean, it's killing me. Like it's uh, I mean, the beauty of this is it's for like every teenage girl, but also for like every grown ass woman in her twenties and thirties. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> What do you? How do you feel about it? Um, I liked it. I, I think it's uh, she does really sort of epitomize the, this uh, modern relationship in uh, several of these songs. This one, as well as uh, "Be Careful," um, you know. I, I I don't know. I mean, that's who she is, really. Like, we, some people are saying, like, "Oh, you're like she's like the she, like the chick rapper of the moment," but really, like, I don't know. I think she did like a good job. You I know think, what I mean? Like, I think this is good. I think this is the best. Infidelity song drama since Trapped in the Closet. 
Ooh, I don't. That's a big. <laughs> that's a big claim. A trap in the closet. Her <laughs> name was Ginger. So yeah, Ginger. And who's that midget? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah, what what you need to do the, right now is go listen to. Uh, or sorry, watch. Parts. I think it's like twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Right? Parts. Because R. Kelly is about to become like Harvey Weinstein. It's any day now. Do you know what I mean? So it's, we've been waiting. Live for it up. So long. It's really absurd. But enjoy it while you still can. Keeping sex slaves like current day yeah. in Trump Tower and like in Chicago. Really? Yeah. I knew I knew about the sex slaves. I didn't really see yeah, yeah, they yeah. were downtown They're sex like slaves. Living in Trump Tower right now. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. There remember hey, remember when Trump got elected and a bunch of people took pictures of them just giving the finger to the Trump Tower? It's like, here's thanks for doing your part. You know, thank you for that was a very valuable service you provided. Here, here's the thing. I, I, I really don't like Trump, but I did throw my sister's bachelorette party at Trump Tower in two thousand in two thousand fourteen. Before all this went down, I just want to say. Okay, so um, the first song I'm going to play off of Everybody Knows You're Nowhere is this one. Versus said goofy Canadian doesn't get to the words till th- over 30 seconds in. Yeah, I mean, I, I really just lost myself in that opening. I mean, it was a nice opening. Yeah, so that's Down by the River uh, by Neil Young. Let me uh, read what it says here. So the lyrics are apparently about someone who kills his lover by shooting her as in a murder ballad. The reason he gives for killing is that she takes him, for, takes him to emotional heights from which she cannot bear to go. Young has provided multiple explanations for the lyrics. In an interview in 1970, Young claimed, quote, there's no real murder. It's about blowing your thing with a chick. Oh, so like the disillusion of a relationship. So actually, now that I think about it, these two albums do kind of cover the same subject matter. Wow. Of course, you know, Neil Young takes... Mind fuck. Meta as fuck, man. You just fucked my brain. Fucked it up. So, I mean, Neil Young... Talk about an invasion of privacy. <laughs> well, murder is quite an invasion of privacy. It is. I actually... I really liked... I mean, you were giving it shit, but I, I really liked those 30 seconds where he wasn't saying anything. Oh, yeah, it's great. That opening is really tight. Yeah. I almost don't know if this piece stands up to it for me compared to how much I like the opening. But so this is a timeless track. Like listen to this fucking solo. What the fuck is this solo? This is out of tune. He just plays an out of tune note over and over again. It's fucking genius. It's like the anti solo. And listen to the other guitar. He's like, what do I do? I heard that that beef was fake. Um, I heard it was squashed. Uh, let's see here. Is there anything else to know about this? Uh, I think this was... Oh, yeah. So, part of this album was written while Neil Young had a really high fever, like 109 degree fever. He wrote like half this album. Um, and that... 
it kind of comes out. Like, you can kind of hear it. That's how I prefer to listen to this album. I mean, there's a mastery of of instrument that we're not going to get in any of the Cardi B tracks. I mean, I can own up to that. I don't know, though. I think Neil Young sort of flaunts that he doesn't understand music. Like, he doesn't sing on key. There were melodies or beats in the Cardi B album that were more captivating to me than this I think I'm, 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 great I'm, I'm northern about, white hope. I'm about, <laughs> I'm about ready to, I'm about done to put a, put a, put a pause on this one. Alright, so I think though that uh, Tony and I are saying that the Cardi B song is actually better. But I, I, I agree. I, I just am trying to be a loving wife. Alright, pick the next track then. I'm also here. trying to be a loving wife. Thank you, yeah. We, we have a weird sort of like... Um, <laughs> Mormon thing going we're, on we're here. We're a new age lifestyle. All right, ready? I left that nigga on red cause I felt like it. Bring me down in that rash and a run jacket. Dapper, dapper, I look fine and my checks to fine. No wonder, wonder why I do whatever I like, I do. What I like, I do, I do, I do. I do, that was I do. And we're already figured out that it's Cardi B this time featuring SZA. And naturally, off the album, we're keep fucking talking about Invasion of Privacy. All right, so what are... And of course, we're in a similar situation where this is the piece I like right here that... Uh, well, the American Copyright Association won't let us... Uh, actually, I think it's the FCC that handles that. Yeah, I don't think it's the copyright. I just made up a government organization. You did the American Copyright Association. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Tony, um, tell us about this uh, hot goss, this uh, internet shit that you got into. So I don't know what, what's her name, Brittany. Brittany Tillander. She's a comedian out of Madison, Wisconsin. So I came across her via you. You went up there to perform at a festival or not? Sorry, uh, club. No, yeah, it was when I was opening for the Lucas Brothers. I'd like to really quickly pause. Um, Tony is what we call uh, a, a networking genius. I don't know. I would just call you nosy. <laughs> Tony's friends with more people that he's never met through comedy than anyone at this table. Probably my favorite thing that um, I ever saw on Facebook in the last year is when... um, Tony makes more friends. Because Tony, whenever they suggest someone to be a friend, Tony's like, yeah, I'll take that person as a friend. Okay, so you you posted an article about a guy you knew that was murdered in Garfield Park. And then our friend Bobby Condon's mom, who is also an overactive Facebook fan, <laughs> commented on it. Miko, shout outs to Miko. Yeah, but she was like, gone too soon or whatever. Like, uh, like, like, how does she write? Were the two of you ever in a room at the same time? Did you ever meet her in person? It's uh, it's supposed to happen. Oh my Bobby God. And, and Miko are supposed to come for pizza Miko. at some point. Bob, Bob. So we don't have all day here. Mary Ellen. You leave her last name out of it. (laughs) She's got a lot of names. Alright, so so what happened, Tony? What happened with Brittany Tillander? Share share the goss. Anyway, she wrote something. She wrote uh, post something to the effect of uh, if you do not like Cardi B, you're not in support of sex workers and 
I think she said women at large. Something like that, yeah. We should probably have the... Here, yeah, pull, you pull talk it up. shit on Cardi B, I'm going to assume you have a thing against sex workers slash women. You guys did pretty good on that. Here, Mary Leenan. All right, I'll, I'll say that one one more time. If you talk shit on Cardi B, I'm going to assume you have a thing against sex workers, women. And then, of course, there's a lot of debate here because there's people who were coming in um, and saying that fuck Cardi B, she's transphobic, sure. she's homophobic, and therefore she has no right being a voice for women or sex workers. She has no right? What, what is this right? We're talking about sex workers. These are people that live on the fringes of society. You're going to judge right. them? I mean... Again, we're kind of in a place where uh, intersectionality seems to only happen if everybody's a, a perfect piece of the, of the you know, politically correct pie. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing. This is all just a big ruse to push bad art forward because you know who's, like, palatable to everyone? Things that are bad. Like sure. sitcoms. Two and a Half Men is bad. It's palatable to everyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know... The Big Bang Theory or whatever. But who's going to walk through life with no mistakes? Here's, here's what's great. You guys are both comedians. No one ever gets away with this in comedy. It's pretty much understood that if you're going to a comedy show, jokes might be told that may not be for you. That That's leaving, and though. That's changing, for it's, sure. It's changing, but it's, for the longest time, been kind of the rule of comedy. But when it comes to music, it's supposed to appeal to everybody. It's not necessarily for you. It's fucking gangster rap music. Well, the, you know what I mean? The problem exactly. is that people aren't judging the music. People are judging. I mean, one, there, well, there, well, there's, there's, there's the class of snobbery that popped up on this status. Yeah, let's talk about that, the status. So there's some. I mean, there's basically. I mean, within the status, there was a giant fight about uh, Jay Z, which is we we can't. Tell me why I should give a fuck about this Facebook status. Because you're not making a good case. All right, so. <laughs> um, basically, on top of that, there's people who said stuff like. Um, her personality sucks or like, you know, so much that I don't even want to listen to her music. And so it's like, really? I mean, we're now we're just saying people's personality sucks and so we don't even give their art a chance. So now, now the content or quality of music is going to be based on, I don't like her tweets or I don't don't like this. So So, stupid. So we're, I mean, what this, what this kind of, I think just starts to show is that we're, you know, this is like a 90 comments maybe three of which are actually talking about pieces of the album that they like or dislike. And so it's totally changing. And this is just an example of like the debate on art is changing that suddenly we're starting to debate like the content of someone's character, which yeah, we don't need any more Harvey Weinstein's or any of that, but it's a, I mean, I don't like her Instagram is all right. So what the fuck happened with this Facebook status? It just blew up. It just blew up. People were not were not digging it because you know Cardi B. People were disagreeing. Yeah, people were disagreeing with that. Well, so let me. I want to read an alternate. I want to read an alternate um, take on this. So this is a woman, and I'm not going to say her name, but she's a Facebook. Oh, this this was this was cuckoo bananas. Okay. And she's a comedian. Um, and this is what she said. She said to all my friends posting about Cardi B's album being so amazing. Dot dot dot. Wake up to the BS. That is being spoon-fed to you. I only saw some of it. Now I can't unsee it everywhere. Recently, I drove past a Masonic Lodge right after God, capitalized, had me get off and exit. Parentheses, going to visit a priest. 
called Peace Road because my gas tank was blinking on empty and I didn't notice. Having me get off on Peace Road was a beautiful synchronicity and sign because I was on my way to visit a priest and the night before I had found a letter from my mom talking about peace slash pacum, which is peace in Latin. God and the devil both use symbols. Be on the lookout for both so the devil can't intercept your symbol from God. The list goes on and on. Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Beyonce. The sooner people realize it, the sooner we can stop giving the Illuminati power and attention. Oh Took a weird God. right turn at Illuminati at the end. Did not see that coming. <laughs> people are insane. Jeez. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Cuckoo Absolutely. Cocoa Puffs. Absolutely. All right. I, I'm moving. Let, let's... Let's let's like, right along. Let, yeah. let's let's take another Neil Neil Young track listen and uh, see if he's the Illuminati. <laughs> Neil Young doesn't kneel during the national anthem because he's So that is the losing end, uh, Neil Young, also off this album. And it's losing me. You don't like it? I'm a little lost. It's earned its name, say. <laughs> what is the problem with this song? <laughs> it's just so twangy in the most twang, twang, twang. <laughs> It really does have Oh, no, I dropped my inhaler. It is a classic twang. I like that description of it. If, just, if I was a music critic, that's how I would I just kind of picture Neil Young as like naked body in a sauna just sweating away. <laughs> Are you kidding? He's talking about the same shit as Cardi B, okay? He's talking about losing in a relationship. But it's, here's the thing. I can't. The, I the can't beats in Cardi B's songs bring me into the lyrics. The melodies, if you will, in, uh, in Neil Young's have me almost forgetting his name. <laughs> Neil Young's? Nini Young. <laughs> Nini uh, Young actually won a Pulitzer. Yeah. Neil, Neil, Neil Young? Alright, well... I mean, this is like something that would maybe come up on a Spotify of a song, a Neil Young song I like. I don't know. The, the, I, I'm lost. There's no, there's no melody here for me. It's hard for me to follow. Well, the I'm thing not it, good at folk. I'm not good at liking folk. For a very liberal artist, this sounds like something that would make the soundtrack of a clan rally. I don't think that that's appropriate <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, mean, I'd be I think Neil Young would really resent that. True. Well, I'm sure he would. <laughs> Maybe see uh, some of Cardi B's producers, Neil, you know, get a different vibe. Look at, look at this, by the way, the cover of this album. Neil Young, he's, he's, this is the most Canadian shit I've ever seen in my life. He's, le- he's leaning against a tree. He's wearing a flannel wow. coat. Blue tight, jeans. Tight kind of almost like bell bottomy at the bottom. Sure. Like slight flare. And he's got a fucking bowl cut, which definitely was not popular in 1969, and just a hunting dog. And it's just a... That's a stray. He's a stray, okay? I don't know. <laughs> Everything, the song's a little astray for me. Astray, they're both aloof. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but honestly, I do see the Illuminati impact in this as well. I, 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 see, I see the devil shining. I see the devil shining right through, and, and I quite... I, I, 
My friends, we can't turn away. Yeah. You know what's, you know what's weird? It's me speaking tongues, by the way. Oh, that was the album. With, with that, that status that that woman wrote, you know, you see that as a Facebook status and you're like, wow, what a crazy ass idiot cuckoo banana brain. But then you hear it as a Kendrick Lamar song and you're like, actually, this is pretty good. Like, that is kind of the shit that he talks about on Damn. He's like, the, about the devil and stuff. That, and that's, that's fine. There, there's a good way to talk about the devil, and, and then there's a way that for some reason you think your gas tank on Empty by the Masonic Temple is a sign. You just weirdo. let Kendrick do it. Like, let, just let him, let him have it. All right, I want to I wanna play my last, my last track. All right, all right. I'm ready. This is the one that we've kind of all decided that we love. Um, Dave actually reminded me about this track. It was originally not going to go on my top three, but I'm really happy to have it on here. It's one of the new singles from the album. We've already blown the load on it, so I'll just say the title of it now. It's going to be Be Careful. Like the curry, Stephanie Aisha shit, but we more like Belly, Tommy and Keisha shit. Gave you TLC, you wanna creep and shit. Pulled out my whole heart to a piece of shit. Man, I thought you would've learned your lesson. About liking pictures, not returning texts. All right, so man, I get the message. Tony, first time you heard this song, what'd you think? Drew me in right away. I mean, I uh, recognize it as kind of more in salsa or Latin beats, uh, and she's just natural over it. Yeah, what was the story, Mary, you were saying about the beat of this song? So this beat actually um, originally was, you gave me his name, what was that, the guy's name, Fontaine something? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll keep talking, but she basically heard... Um, uh, there was a guy who already wrote a verse over this and she fell in love with it and she really wanted this beat and he basically said, I'll give it to you, but you gotta make it badass. This song is crazy. It's got like 16 yeah. writers on, on its credits. Well, and it's it's it, the reason why some of those people are credited is because this samples a Lauryn Hill song, right. which samples a Wu-Tang Clan song, which right. itself is using a sample. So, I mean, we could not possibly be in a more meta fucking sampling space at this point. Like a sample of a sample Sure. Sample. It's some real sample inception that, here. That's why a song like this has the, I guess, technical potential to be a timeless track because in I you mean, know, you previous want, generations, I, I don't want to say it wasn't possible because obviously the, the heart of this sort of technique came to really be in the early 80s, but... We're now so deep into it and have such a catalog of samples that we could be, you know, three samples removed from what will be maybe one of the biggest songs of... Yeah, and we're calling it the summer or the next year. Well, and think about this. The other two people that use this sample, like take it back two generations, neither of those were singles. Neither of those were hits. Right. This is a hit. way more with it. So let's talk about this thing about the Billboard thing. So, Mary, you want to intro that? Yeah, so... Man, I can't stop like dancing to this in my chair. I love well, it. If we let too much of the song play, iTunes will flag us. So whoopsie doopsie daisies. Okay, so um, this is kind of a big. This album has already a pretty prominent place in music history. Whether or not it gets knocked out soon, only time will tell. 
So previously, um, Taylor Swift... Wait, hold on, for what? You didn't say what happened. Okay, basically every single one of Cardi B's tracks, 13 tracks in total off this album, are on the Billboard Top 100. This has never happened before. Before that, uh, Beyonce was the title holder for the most tracks in the Billboard Top 100. You just said that's never happened before. Let me finish. She has 13 tracks. Before oh, that, Beyonce yeah, yeah, okay. Beyonce had 12. Okay. So Beyonce was the leader. And then right before that, it was Taylor Swift, who had 11 tracks on there. All from the same album. So Cardi B has now broken uh, Beyonce's record, which Good. Is, is, is pretty wild. So I'm so fucking sick of Beyonce. Oh, you mean Beychella? I'm so fucking sick of this. I She's literally like... I saw her in concert once, and she... Um, just the word feminism flashed behind her, and it's like, she's like, who runs the world? Girls, it's like, you're just fucking, what's that called? Like, pink washing or whatever? You're just shamelessly trying to take hold of a movement and use it to make money. And she's been very successful at that, and like, literally everything she does, she owns it. Beyonce gets pregnant, she owns it. It's so, it's like, stop falling for it. Do you know what I mean? She's okay, she's fine. Formation is not that good of a song. And Taylor Swift, fuck Taylor Swift. Yeah, fuck, ta- fuck Taylor Swift. Cardi B's better than both of those artists, in my opinion. And I don't... Beyonce might have a better catalog, but... I mean, I think Beyonce's got a deeper catalog, which ultimately makes it a better catalog, because there's more there to sift through. And Beyonce's still got money on her side. The thing that that, that really is interesting... She's fucking June that, Carter cash. Well, not to I mean? mention the hottest shit that Beyonce ever did, she did, in my opinion, with Destiny's Child. Oh, come on. I will say that personally. Ladies, leave your man at home. The club is full of bugs. Okay, so what I really think though is that I don't think that Cardi B though. A thing we were kind of talking about is Cardi B still one of the streaming artists. I mean, she'll never make Beyonce or or Taylor Swift money off. No, absolutely not. Which is a kind of crazy. Money off the albums anymore, so that's not a fair barometer. What was the? Well, yeah. What was the 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 um transfer either the exchange rather you said so I I couldn't remember if it was to the song or to the album but either way it's staggering which is uh, it, it takes 1500 streams of a song to equal the purchase of either one song or one album either way I mean it's but either the way, artists it's have so much less money right yeah. so if you extrapolate into the kind of money that goes into that you're making nothing. Well, and then straight. you gotta have so then it's just a commercial for your live show, and then you gotta have an amazing live show. And based on what I saw on SNL, she don't got that. Well, she she can't have that. Well, right it now. doesn't She's matter whether she'll have. That. First off, I I heard today that she put three hundred thousand dollars of her own money into the live stage performance. Really? For, yeah. Okay. Um, I and I believe that's. I don't know if that's for her whole tour or literally just for her perform performance at Coachella. But uh, she'll be performing at Coachella. I, look, because of how crazy this album's been, regardless of whether or not she spends the whole show backstage or she's a phenomenal stage presence, she'll get top dollar for this uh, for this tour. Yeah, I think you're right. It's definitely, if nothing else, this is her moment. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, her, it's up to her. She's the hottest artist in the country right now, regardless of genre, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, that being said, I really don't think even your last Neil Young track is going to win at this, but I'm going to let you play it because I'm a loving 
Th- thank you. Because we're loving wives. Thank you, honey. Because we're loving wives. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I love, I love my sister wives. <laughs> my bisexual Mormon marriage. It's wonderful. It's hot. This takes so long to ramp up. This is everyone with these tracks. <laughs> Dude, this is a 13 minute long, no, it's an 11 minute long song. Something like that. All right, we'll we'll wait for it. Hell yeah. All right. How about that shit right there? I don't know, Dave. You're really nerding out. So. I I think the... This of all of three of the tracks is my favorite. Still, uh, Same. Yeah, this song uh, is the shit. Um, this was one of his fever songs that he wrote when he had a fever. Um, and it's just about a slutty cowboy girl. That's the fucking, that's the whole, I'm gonna, I'll, even, I'll read you what it says. Uh, cowgirl. <laughs> cowboy girl. And yeah. Unless we're trying to make more trans references tonight, in which case that's not the The songs are about a promiscuous woman, or perhaps three different women, if each verse describes a different woman. Author Nigel Williamson describes the lyrics as obscure and dreamlike, addressed to some idealized woman. Music critic Johnny Rogan described the lyrics as oblique, idealistic, idealized. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's about the impression of beaches in, sand, in Spain, sorry, according to Young, despite the fact that he wrote the song when he had never been to Spain before. Okay, I mean... Don't you just feel Barcelona? Barcelona. Barcelona. Nothing makes me say Barcelona more than a Canadian man. <laughs> Canadian you just man leaned up against a tree with his pup. I, hey, this, uh, this Spanish lady's banging too many guys, eh? I'm gonna write a song about her, eh? Hockey. <laughs> Alright, uh, Tony, you've got a pretty good feel. <laughs> Which album do you think takes this uh, competition today? Neil Young's Everybody, etc., 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 Cardi B Invasion of Privacy. You know, it's a close one. It's a toss up. <laughs> oh, I gotta go with my girl, Cardi. You know, with Cardi, Mary? I'm gonna have to go with Cardi B. Well, you gotta dance with the girl that brung you, so I'm gonna go with Neil Young. But uh, Cardi B obviously wins. Um, plugs. Plugs. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of getting nervous about my kid upstairs. Probably gonna go check on her. All right. Ma- Ma- Mary's plugging her kid right now. <laughs> That's how you get him to stop crying, right? <laughs> I don't like any of that. Can you plug you? the outlets. So they don't stick their fingers into them. All right. Uh, yeah. Tony, you got anything to plug? Professor Pizza, as it were. Yeah, on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, no, Facebook, you're Anthony Scardino. Yeah. For, please friend him before he friends you. I'm both on Facebook, but I'm far more active under Anthony Scardino on Facebook. Professor Pizza on Instagram. Um, he makes pizza. It is good pizza. It's amazing pizza. You are an amazing Un- pizza maker. Unlike the Jets pizza we had tonight, just all salt. If you ever have Tony make pizza for you for a thing, um, if you if you have a thing and you want I do pizza have to a be thing. A- I do have a thing. Uh, next month, May 20th, uh, still kind of getting the details together, whether there will be an RSVP or open to the public or selling tickets. I know we got to get our act together soon, but... We'll be having a pop-up that will be hosted at Dobro's Pizzeria at 400 North State Street with my mentor and uh, great friend, Tony Gemignani, 12-time world champion pizza maker. 
We're going to be paying homage to Burt's Pizza and Chicago Cracker Crust and what Burt's is known for, which is the cast iron product. So come check us out. It'll probably be a two-hour event from 6 to 8, May 20th. Right. So yeah, uh, uh, Tony and I also are trying to start a uh, pizza and comedy show thing where Tony would uh, make pizza and uh, kind of like a dinner and a show thing. Uh, more details on that later. Um, I mean, on May 1st, I'm doing Chicago Underground Comedy. Um, more, I got the Cream City Comedy Festival May 12th. And then the Whiskey Bear Comedy Festival, like the 20-something. The following weekend. The following weekend, May, yeah. Um, Okay, so before we close, um, which we should do with this week in music segment, um, what, I guess there's really only one big story from this week in music. There's one big story. Let's let's just pay a little homage and remembrance to the sweet, sweet man who brought love and sexiness and the color purple. To all of us, Prince died this week last year. Yeah, I think it was last year, yeah. And the year before, who knows, I've lost. How long has Ed Towns been wearing dark purple? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rest in peace, sweet artist formerly known as Prince, then also again known as Prince shortly before his death. And we were going to close on a Prince song, but because Prince never wanted his music to be streamed online um, or downloaded in any way, shape, or form... We're going to forego that and play another song off of Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Put some name on his, or put some respect on his name. Yeah, this is my favorite song of that album. All right, peace out, people of the universe. Uh, you are loved. God bless Bhagwan. And uh, recognize the devil when he makes you get off the freeway. Uh, wear red for the red shoes. Yeah. more pizza. Yeah, somebody who believes shit like that can very easily get scooped up by a car like that. Understand this man, Deuteronomy 28 and 28 says, The Lord shall smack thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. See, family, that's why you feel like you feel like you got a chip on your shoulder. Why, God, why, God, do I gotta suffer? Pain in my heart carry burdens full of struggle. Why, God, why, God, do I gotta bleed? Every stone thrown at you resting at my feet. Why, God, why, God, do I gotta suffer? Earth is no more, won't you burn this motherfucker? This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.